0: Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. We want to be your source for intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Barnes Creative Studios. If you want a video for your next project, check them out. They're fantastic at BarnesCreativeStudios.com. Well, talk about strategies. That's one of the things we're gonna talk about today. One of the strategies for real estate uh, is zoning, changing zoning, permitting, special use permits, Changing setbacks and zoning can be an incredible way to increase value of a property Uh, A lot of times as brokers we're looking at properties and one of the first things we think about is highs and best use So you want to think about what you can do with that property? Well today we're going to talk about zoning issues and i had an expert in the uh, studio one here with us today We have Woody Galloway. He's with Galloway Law Group and Woody. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me
0: Well, Woody you've been doing zoning for 30-plus years is what we started to call it, right? That's right. And so you've seen a lot with zoning. And it seems like one of the biggest things that, where I see people sometimes make mistakes, is not understanding some of the key points of of getting zoning changed. You know, and one of those is kind of the emotions and and how personal this zoning can be when you start uh, to change zoning, can
1: it? It can be very personal because Mm -hmm. basically you're abutting somebody's property whether it's a homeowner or another business, you're, you're next to somebody and they care about their property just like you care about yours. And so that brings out emotion. That brings out a lot of things that, that uh, bubble to the surface during a zoning action.
0: Yeah, and it can really take you by surprise. I remember an attorney talking to me one day and he said, Michael, we're getting together a bunch of people. We're going to try to fight the zoning on this development, this next door to these con- my condo I live in. And I said, so next door to you, there's these kind of undeveloped, crappy thing where who knows what goes on that's not legal. And they want to build a beautiful, very nice project there that should improve the value and the people around you. And you're fighting it. And he
1: was, well, yeah, it's right right across the street from me. So it's like not in my backyard, right? Absolutely. (laughs) I've had, had a case one time, one of the first cases I ever did was a single-family development next to a mobile home park, and the people in the mobile home park came out and opposed the rezoning. (laughs) So you never know what you're gonna get.
0: Yeah, I've uh, been to some of the zoning meetings. It's funny, there was one guy that was very, very vocal about uh, fighting nice developments going on in the neighborhood, and I happen to know, because I managed a lot of apartments at the time, that he lived in a nasty little studio apartment you know he had you know it's like well, how's it gonna really impact him except help him it's crazy but that's
1: his kingdom yeah. so it's it again it gets back to what's yours and you want to protect what's yours so you have to put your place in the uh, adjacent property owners um, place and find out what their mindset is and mm-hmm. try to adapt to that as you go forward with the rezoning so. and part of that really is getting the right team together right like
0: I tried to rezone a property myself and I don't have the patience. Don't hire me to rezone your property, right? because I'll just tell people off. I'm like, are you crazy? Wait. so how do you get the right team together for this?
1: So you, over the years, you develop a a knack for who is good at what. Mm -hmm. You you need, you definitely need a very good engineer. Um, You might need a a team of engineers because you have environmental issues that you have to deal with. Um, So you need, uh, and you might have structural issues you have to deal with, so you need, you know, oftentimes a landscape architect, um, a designer, a, that, and that can be an engineer, that can be a landscape architect, to come up with a site plan. And then you need a traffic engineer to deal with the traffic issues, and you need all kinds of different things. You might have a PR firm that's involved. We've got several big deals going on right now that uh, we've got PR firms involved because they are significant issues and they're gonna be in the press.
0: And how important is it that, say the architect, for example, have some experience and it may be good with zoning changes because, you know, they might be involved in some of the zoning, right? Some of the discussions about these projects.
1: Well, that's that's absolutely true. You have to have team members that can communicate. If they can't communicate, then they can provide data or or illustrations or whatever you need. But they can't really help you as an expert in their field to communicate the ins and outs of the zoning. Yeah, I was rezoning about five
0: acres uh, on Lake Lanier up in uh, Gainesville, and uh, just pulling out one acre to build a house. And uh, the the city said, "Oh, it'll be fine. It'll go fine." Well, we went to the hearing that night, and somebody who lived fairly close by came up and said, "Well, if Michael Bull builds that house, my future unborn child will die." pulling out of the street that they that we pull out on right I'm, and I'm like what you're not pregnant <laughs> you don't have a child but somebody in the future that might be born might pass right. away because one house
1: is built what's some of the crazy stuff that you've heard of these meetings oh I've had all kinds of things happen at, at zoning hearings from from a, a doing a quarry where the issue was mainly traffic and some other issues but This woman had a respirator, and she um, was the last speaker in a long list of speakers, and she gets wheeled to the front with a respirator, takes the oxygen mask off, on and off, while she's speaking, and she just says, if this quarry goes in, I'm going to die. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where you're, okay, well that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> it's it's yeah. gonna go to court. Yeah, So.
0: well that's amazing. And that, that example I gave, um, they actually turned it down. And that was the only reason that they turned it down is somebody unborn that might get hurt or, or pass away somehow. Well
1: again it's an emotional decision and yeah. so the the politicians are reacting to those emotions as well. So. Yeah,
0: so how do you handle the, the politics side of it?
1: Well. <laughs> you know, politicians, are, you, you've got to put yourself in the in their place. The politicians' shoes. Right. Yeah, what and are they so doing with... When them? are they running? Okay. What are their yeah. issues? Yeah. Who are the most important constituents in the area? Mm-hmm. Um, have you reached out to them? Mm-hmm. I mean, the worst thing you can do is to go in a shell and not reach out to anybody right. and not try to deal with the issues. If you try to just ramrod it through, then you're likely to get beat because the politicians don't like that either.
0: Yeah. What about the press? I mean that would seem like something that uh, maybe sometimes could help you and sometimes the way maybe it doesn't. Well I
1: you know I, I I try to respond to the press but I'd prefer that my cases stay out of the press. Um, they tend not to. That's why I said that we have to have PR people <laughs> yeah. because they um, the bigger cases do get a following and the neighborhoods like to um, highlight their best issues which may or may not be um, correct or put in the best light. So you have to be able to respond to that.
0: Yeah we're talking with Woody Galloway with Galloway Law Group about zoning issues and no matter where you are in the country uh, rezoning can be Uh, fiasco it can be uh, valuable to you as well so you talked about the emotions can can flare up have you ever seen any uh, dangerous situations that kind of come up uh, in in your 30 plus years
1: well I had a partner that has um, had to be escorted in and out of the of the zoning room with um, police escort um, I've done several cases that have had police in the room to make sure that things don't go crazy. Um, we had religious issues become a big thing and and we were doing a mosque one time and and there was a big police presence and there and there needed to be because yeah. it was a very touchy emotional um, issue that could have gone the wrong
0: way. Yeah and you're working on big projects so what are you seeing that's that's different than five or ten years ago in some of these projects and zoning issues and developments uh, today?
1: Well as you have more and more development you have more congestion issues so that's probably the issue that is the hardest to deal with because it's the hardest to address. If, If there just generally are too many cars on the road uh and people are having a hard time getting from point a to point b and they're sick of it and they've been complaining for years to their politician Then to add a mixed-use development that has a million square feet and x number of um, new office um, you know office folks and you've got you know the residential component then you're going to add a lot of trucks, yeah, and that's going to impact those that are, live around it.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because maybe when it's done, uh, maybe you work there, maybe you
1: shop there, maybe you get in your car less. But it's it's nimby, right? My, it's and, and it's backyard. so amazing yeah. how I will see people say it's a grocery store. I've done a number of grocery stores that were very very difficult to do. It's a grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, it's a local thing. You're not gonna go 10 miles out of the way to go to a grocery store. Yeah. So you're serving the local market, and then when it's done, you see all the people that opposed it, and they're there shopping. Yeah. So.
0: What do you say to the landowner, Woody, that has some land, he thinks he knows the best use for the land, let's say, is multifamily, um and he thinks maybe i could shorten the time to sell the property or maybe get more for the property if i rezone it in most cases should they consider doing that or should they wait and let the pick a developer uh, and let them drive the bus
1: you usually need to have a developer drive the bus Um, but i have It depends on the sophistication of the the property owner too, because I certainly have done a lot of rezonings for property owners that are sophisticated Mm -hmm. that know what they're doing, know what the end user is going to want. And that's the key thing is knowing what the end user is going to want. Nine times out of 10, though, you're going to need to have the developer. Um, that will know what they can live with because you're going to end up with conditions of zoning. You're going to end up with things that the developer, whoever that may be in the future, it's going to have to live with yeah. and it's going to that's going to affect your value the value of property as well
0: yeah yeah i think that's very key because it's there, going to be well you have to use this setback you have to do this much retail you have to do this and then the developer that's the highest and best paying buyer developer
1: doesn't like some of it and now you got a challenge right? right and you may you may be willing to agree think that there's no problem with the timing condition that this goes before this well that may totally change how the developer would go about the project right right
0: what do you say to a landowner that's selling land woody and they're asked by a developer to give them a year to rezone the property maybe more um, maybe a little less but they're giving them time to rezone it um, and they're going to rezone it it might be subject to an exact site plan uh, an exact use it's rezone uh, and if that zoning goes through and the developer doesn't close for some reason uh, the, the landowners stuck with that use, that zoning, that plan. What do you say to that landowner to alleviate uh, the fear of that?
1: Well, you need to be part of the process. You need to understand what what the market is for that use and understand whether or not there is another user that could come behind that first one if, in fact, they, they fall out. Um, Timing-wise, you need to give a developer enough time to rezone it, but you need to keep his feet to the fire. Yeah. So it needs to be a reasonable amount of time and and then you can adjust it later on. But as long as it's a reasonable amount of time, then you are have some say in how long it takes. Uh, and you need to have some say in what those conditions say. Yeah, well, that's a very good tip. And we've had some
0: success. We sell a lot of land around the southeast of saying, all right, we'll we'll, we'll get you the time, but we wanna make sure you got the right team, that you got the right uh, zoning attorney, that you got the right architect that can handle the neighborhood and handle the opposition. Um, and also that you give us some timelines of things you're gonna do and greet those timelines. And if you don't hit one of those benchmarks, the seller has the right to, to cancel but if you're doing what you're saying you're doing, you can have your year or
1: two years that you need, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's mm-hmm. very key. Yeah, uh, is, and, and you also need to realize what the political cycles are because that bear has a big bearing on how things work and whether it's the right time to go in for zoning yeah. because you don't want to be in the middle of an election cycle and, and have your case be the case where one politician is saying, we're We're against this. Um, what do you say, Mr. Opposing politician and, <laughs> and then you got both of them against you, so yeah. you, you've got a tough situation.
0: yeah, that's a very good point. Well, what's the funniest thing you've heard to final finalize our segment here? What's the funniest thing that you've heard that somebody come up and say in a zoning meeting or some opposition
1: well funny I don't know I've heard I've heard some tragic stories with people get up there and and they start complaining about um, like you were saying earlier about their their unborn child (laughs) is gonna die Um, usually it's something like that where they are they have some far-reaching not realistic story about what's gonna happen some tragic event that's gonna happen if Mm. if this zoning happens and everybody in the room is thinking that's nuts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's sometimes some absurd things. Uh, Woody, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us. Stay with us. We're going to have more on Not In My Backyard, some more zoning tips, some more information for you. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Today we're talking about zoning for fun and profit. And I want to ask you, have you checked out getvaluate.com? This is a very cool site. You can do what if analysis on investment properties, development properties, including waterfalls, online and share it with colleagues. Check it out. It is getvaluate.com. Well, please welcome my next guest. It's Daryl Chapman. Daryl is with Bull Realty, and he works with a lot of property sellers and developers buying properties and deals with zoning all the time Daryl thanks for joining us today
2: well thank you for having me Michael it's great to be here well
0: uh, Daryl share with me seven points that sometimes people forget about zoning uh, whether you're a purchaser or a seller we kind of kind of look at it a purchaser's view first maybe a developer or someone that needs to rezone a property or get some sort of special permit so number one what should uh, people think about
2: well the most common mistake buyers make is they just don't allow enough time to get the property rezoned to what they need. And often they forget that there's an appeal period. So even once they have the zoning that they need, there may be a 30 or 60 day appeal period where the county or the city can come back and appeal the process. If they're forced to close before that final appeal process is over with, they could be stuck with the property that they can't use for what they intended
0: right so they may have done a lot of work to get where they are and then maybe there's some sort of delay in the zoning and now they've spent all this money and now they're losing control of the property
2: there's always a delay <laughs> there's always a delay always I've, I've yet to have a closing that uh was predicated on rezoning that happened within even 30 days of the originally scheduled closing date yeah so usually Something pops up.
0: Yeah. All right. The point number two of the seven,
2: um, purchasers don't always really understand the community's uh, real desire for what they want to see in that part of their county or city. Um, if they try to do something that's completely different with the atmosphere or the the flavor of the community, often they'll run into a lot of pushback from the locals. And sometimes it uh, can get pretty rowdy. You might have people showing up with signs or <laughs> yeah. printed t-shirts, things like that. Uh, all things you really want to avoid.
0: Yeah, like an example might be multifamily now, right?
2: A multifamily is a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Um, many local municipalities in uh, this market that we work in especially, are starting to get a little fatigued with all the multifamily. Uh, applications that they're getting yeah Uh, the problem with multifamily is a lot of the baby boomers especially who live in the suburbs like their big house their big yard Uh, millennials who are now moving into those markets they don't want to own a lawnmower yeah so they're looking for um, a community that has everything uh, in a higher density where they can walk to their local Starbucks or cafe and have lunch or dinner and go see a movie without having to drive very far and that density is what they're looking for
0: yeah yeah that's funny I remember when I was 21 I bought my first house and I remember having to go to the the local store and get a, a ladder and a lawn and I'm like what did I get myself into <laughs> you know why can I read an apartment well number three
2: point number three of seven um a lot of times a purchaser has a good idea that will fit into the community but he doesn't get his message across in the right way and if you're not communicating with the local HOAs, uh, the local elected officials and you're not helping them understand what benefits you're bringing to the community then that's another reason you can get some pushback and be turned down for zoning. You just have to get out and, and get to know who your neighbors are yeah that's a good point and that kind of leads into point number four right that does <laughs> yeah. that does if you have uh an experienced agent an experienced engineer the right zoning attorney and the right consultants they're helping you get out and get your message across to the locals then you'll have a much better chance don't choose your agent based on friendship or relatives uh, don't hire your local attorney that does your estate planning to help you with this hire experts who know how to get the job done
0: yeah that's a very good point how about point number five
2: well this is one that uh, surprised me Um, in most municipalities if you want to reserve the right to go back and appeal or sue your zoning officials for not zoning the property the way you wanted it you actually have to send them a letter and um, most of the folks call it a constitutional objections letter. It's not a form that the locals are going to provide you to fill out. And they're out. going
0: to tell you about that? They're not apply? going to
2: tell you about it. Yeah. Because they don't want you to have the right to come back and sue them later for the zoning if you don't get it. An experienced attorney knows to submit this letter. And yeah. An experienced attorney will do it for you automatically. I have, however, seen experienced attorneys forget to do it. Mm. So put it on your list, ask your attorney if in fact he's prepared the letter and submitted it with your application for rezoning.
0: Right, well it seems important whatever you need in your jurisdiction to make sure that you have that right when you apply for zoning to to go back and fight it because sometimes you're justified the property is properly zoned and they're not allowing it and you're gonna have to flex your muscle and be prepared to to file suit if you need to. So point number
2: six. Don't assume because you met with the staff and they give you a direction, either positive or negative, that you're getting the final word. The real decision makers are the city councilman, the county commissioners, um, uh, the local board, you know, if they have a different type of local government set up, but typically it's going to be a county commissioner or a city councilman or a mayor. And the folks in the staff at the local planning and zoning department their only job is to explain to you what the text of the ordinance actually says Mm -hmm. they don't explain any gray areas because to them there aren't any Mm -hmm. if they if if it's printed on here it's not allowed they're going to tell you it's not allowed Mm -hmm. but if you have a good plan and the zoning was done so long ago that it doesn't really reflect the direction of the community anymore most local officials understand that and they'll work with you and they'll help you get uh, your zoning done
0: yeah that's a great point i mean i was caught off guard i had like six or seven acres and i wanted to pull out one acre to build a house and the the commission everybody said oh it's going to be a breeze no problem it'll it'll be zoned and then some lady came up to at the meeting and said you know i have a child that's not conceived yet um that's not born yet uh but that child might die you know 20 years from now if you build build a house there and they actually didn't approve it so i like your point you got to really be prepared even though you think think it's a slam dunk all right and then number seven
2: well number seven um is what i was right yes don't (laughs) don't get lulled into a false sense of security that everything's going swimmingly and you're going to get your zoning approved and you've got a celebratory dinner scheduled <laughs> right after the zoning too meeting confident to go I was, out right? you're getting too confident there's typically yeah. going to be a problem yeah and sometimes these folks it's it's not beyond expectation for them to sort of let you get into that false sense of security mm-hmm. so they can shoot you down and you won't be prepared wow so if they catch you if they You know, if you go into, and I've been to these meetings, I've been to these zoning meetings where we were all very confident in Mm -hmm. the fact that we were gonna get the zoning. Everyone told us we were, the community supported it. Mm -hmm. But there was one influential member on the city, uh, or on the uh, county commissioner's board Mm -hmm. that didn't want our project to go through. And because he went to high school with the other two of the other members of the board, he got them to vote his way. Right. So we all walked out with our tails between our legs (laughs) and um, wasted a lot of time and money.
0: Well, Gerald, those are good tips. Now, I want to ask you about tips maybe for sellers right after the break. Stay with us. We'll give you some tips for sellers. If you are representing a seller, your attorney, your broker, or you're selling some property for another use or that needs some type of zoning approval. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial
1: Real Estate Show. Buildout, the best all-in-one marketing tool for your brokerage. Learn how you can create marketing materials instantly and streamline your property listings process. Visit buildout.com.
0: Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Today we're talking about zoning for fun and for profit. I want to ask you if you've checked out buildout.com. If you're in commercial brokerage, uh, it's an incredible system to do packages. Put your properties online it syndicates to other uh, marketing sites check it out at buildout.com well my guest today is daryl chapman and he's a broker with bull realty he helps buyers and sellers uh, with uh, selling the properties and buying properties for development he deals with a lot of zoning daryl thanks for joining us in studio one
2: i'm glad to be a part of the show michael
0: well daryl let's talk about four tips for sellers so if you're a seller or representing a seller and you're selling commercial real estate or land or property has gotta be rezoned or a residential uh, development land needs to be rezoned. Let's talk about some tips, four tips.
2: Number one. I think the most important thing a property owner can do is make sure you have an experienced and diligent agent on your side Mm -hmm. to help you through this process. Mm -hmm. It can often be very long, complicated and frustrating Mm -hmm. and having an experienced agent involved will make sure that you understand the process and you're not in the dark and don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah. All right. And anybody else on the team is a seller that you need? Or is that pretty much, Yeah, you know, I guess you need a lawyer to kind of look over things.
2: We should always have an attorney to review any legal document that yeah. you're looking at. Yeah. Um, having an agent or a broker read it for you just simply isn't enough. Right. Yeah. Um, you can get a lot of good feedback and uh, advice from them, but you should have a lawyer review it. Okay. Uh, tip number two. Tip number two, um, a seller often will accept a contract to sell their property and they'll they'll kind of forget about it and they'll assume that the buyer and his team are doing everything they're supposed to be doing. So you have to be involved in the process. You have to have your agent involved in the process. If you're not involved in the process, they could be doing absolutely nothing, or they could be doing something that will actually hurt you in the long run by getting something started on your property that they can't finish.
0: Right, so you need some, a bit of control if you can get it, right? To know, hey, you can zone it for this or that. And if they start to zone it for something that you think no one else would want, then you may need to step in and say, hey, I need some
2: non-refundable money or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be involved in the process. Yeah. All right, so tip number three um don't get on the wrong side of the decision makers down at the local government don't make them mad don't make them mad these are we've seen sellers do it we've seen sellers do that yeah um well it gets so emotional it does there's very few things in a person's life that's more important to them than their property Mm -hmm. their family maybe (laughs) but emotions tend to run high and if you hear something you don't like the best thing to do is, is just walk away, regroup, think about your response and come back at them with a, maybe a different approach yeah. that can get these people on your side. Yeah. If you make them mad, they'll tend to just shut down and not help you at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to know that your purchaser has the right people that can handle that emotionally, right? I think one of the things I've seen you do is, is require a purchaser when you're representing the seller. That, hey, who are you using? What attorney are you using for the zoning? What architect? So that you know they're connected and can get it done?
2: That's the advice I give everyone. Yeah. You know, find out who is well respected in that community, Mm -hmm. who is well liked. Um, Don't pick the guy that's known for going in there and and creating a Mm -hmm. controversy. Um, sometimes when residents or local authorities see that person's involved they'll just assume the worst
0: yeah yeah so. that's funny well number four tip for a seller when uh, involved in a rezoning issue
2: well like I said before the zoning process can be very lengthy yeah and if your contract does not allow for or require the seller or uh, the purchaser to bring you the deliverables that they're Going out to get survey, site plan, um, any applications that they're turning in to the county or the city, uh, that can be a problem. Every contract should have a timeline, and you get that timeline from the purchaser. If they want a year, and you tell them, I don't really want to tie it up for a year, but I like your project. You know, tell me more. What? Tell me how you're going to go through this process. Um, if they say, well, the first two months, we'll be getting a survey and a site plan done. Then it needs to be in the contract. After two months, you'll supply me with a survey. After another month, you'll supply me with a site plan. I'll get the benefit of whatever you create so that I can add value for my property, even though you may not close.
0: Right. Well, that's good. And also, like you said, it keeps the purchaser kind of, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I have a plan. I know the dates to apply. I know how long it takes to get what I need deliverables wise and to prove to you that I'm online, that I'm serious. I'm going to provide them to you, Mr. Seller, in this timeline. So what else does the seller need in their contract so that it has some teeth if they don't deliver it?
2: Well, there needs to be um, recourse for the seller Mm -hmm. and if they don't deliver their deliverables their third-party reports and things like that in the timeline agreed to in the contract. The seller needs to have the option to terminate the contract, have use of what he has received up to that point or anything that the purchaser has created, um, and then he can give the uh, the, seller, the purchaser the option to have their earnest money back or to stay in the contract with more earnest money possibly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now. You've probably heard some uh, interesting things said. At some of these uh, zoning meetings and things You share at least
2: one with us. Well, the more interesting things aren't typically said at the meetings. Okay. Um, anyone who thinks that these um, zoning hearings or meetings or public forums are where the decision makers actually make their decision. That's a common misconception. 90% of the time, the decisions well thought out and made before the public ever hears about it Mm -hmm. Uh, and during those conversations these casual conversations i overheard um, a certain local authority in alpharetta say during a multi-family apartment application process we have a great place for apartments it's called roswell (laughs) another city (laughs) another city (laughs) neighboring city yeah so that can be um, that can be you know a clue to the the mindset of some of the People who are making these decisions yeah. what they like and what they don't like
0: yeah I think that's great this is funny what you can hear in these zoning meetings and uh, these neighborhood meetings and what people will say Daryl, thanks for joining us today we appreciate you being on the show it was great being here I'd and love to come back and stay with us we're gonna have some more interesting things that you're going to hear uh, there have been said at zoning meetings right after this short break stay with us I'm Michael Bull this is America's commercial real estate show Video is powerful. Some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate have trusted us to tell their story. We are Barnes Creative Studios, premier commercial real estate video services, BarnesCreativeStudios.com. Would you like access to invest in institutional quality commercial real estate with experienced sponsors with small amounts of money? Of course you would. Visit realcrowd.com, choose between Core, Core Plus, value add or opportunistic, visit realcrowd.com. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Have you checked out realcrowd.com? This is an interesting site. You can invest small amounts of money in large, nice commercial real estate projects with experience sponsor visit realcrowd.com and speaking of sponsors we're talking about zoning today zoning for fun and profit please welcome my next guest is Patrick Fox he's CEO of Saint Consulting Company now they are headquartered in Boston they have offices around the country and they've worked on 2000 zoning projects in 48 US states and five countries he's joining us on Skype Patrick thanks for being with us Thanks for having me. So, Patrick, I want to talk about some of the funny things that that you've heard said because I think it's it's crazy some of the things that that you've heard that I've heard uh, in zoning uh, related meetings. But before we get there, what would be your number one tip for a seller of a property where the buyer or developer is doing a rezoning?
3: Well, sure, it's about political due diligence. Political um, due
0: diligence. Uh-huh.
3: Yes. Uh, taking, you know, there's all kinds of due diligence that we do when we, when, when, uh, when anybody looks at, at, at properties and we work in just about every industry, uh, there is out there. Uh, all of the, uh, due diligence that you do too many companies neglect to do political due diligence. You find out after you're way too far into the project that the speaker of the house's mother lives across the street <laughs> or the local board was elected on a no growth platform and there's no way you're going to get anything done there. Uh, so uh, doing that political due diligence, looking at major issues over the last year, who else has gotten permits and why? Uh, looking at uh, what is the potential for rezoning there.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. So, what's your number one tip for a buyer or developer who's going to be involved in a rezoning project?
3: Yeah, uh, they've got to do that uh, that due diligence as well. And it's also good to remember that you know just because. The, the, the rules say one thing, it doesn't mean we can't change the rules, right? Uh, we, there are lots of places where uh, uh, we can change the zoning, we can uh, move a property to its highest and best use, uh, generate uh, far greater profitability from it, but it requires knowing what you're doing, going in ahead of time, uh, being aware of the local situation on the ground, making sure you have the right people there, there are local political fixers, uh, and all of these communities um, uh, that work on this stuff, remember as well that those local political fixers, their relationships with the local politicians are much more important than their relationship with you. Right. So they can get you access, they can help get you in and uh, move you along, but if it comes down to a real fight, they're on the side of the planning board, the city council, they're not on your side.
0: Right, well, so a good. a good point good point and i like your point that you know this can be very profitable when you talk about rezoning for properties for for a higher and better use and uh you know if there's those gray areas we can get things done sometimes you can create some great value uh great tips know what you're doing going in look at the political climate and get a good understanding of that now also our our show's called zoning for fun and profit, and sometimes uh, it's not so fun. But you have heard some funny things when you've been involved in some of these zoning meetings, haven't
3: you? Sure have. Uh, You know, the difference between, we work to get our clients' projects permitted and approved. We are also hired quite often to stop our clients' competitors from getting their projects approved. So we see this from both sides. And there's a major difference between being on the team, trying to get your project approved, where you are uh, judged on how you follow through, telling the truth, making sure that you're credible. Opponents can walk in and say anything. Right. Uh, your traffic numbers, it better bear out. You better be able to back them up. An opponent can walk in and say it's going to generate 75,000 cars. And why do you think that? Well, my brother-in-law said it. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, it. They don't have to back it up. And if you can prove them wrong, they shrug their shoulders, walk away, and the next guy comes up and says, I hear it's 50,000 cars, and it's going to attract rats. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, They can just keep doing this. Yeah. So developers have to understand how to deal with the outrageous and the absurd. And we sure hear plenty of that, whether it's uh, a solar farm where we had a woman stand up uh, at a uh, hearing and say, uh, you, you can't build this. Uh, how many of these do you think you can build before you've sucked all the energy out of the sun? <laughs> now, you know, we, we we could try to bring Neil deGrasse Tyson to these meetings to try to do basic physics uh, uh, and, and science for these people, but uh, it's uh, it's awfully tough to teach some of these people some of that stuff. Wind farms. Um, we we had someone stand up and say. You're proposing a hundred, uh, um, um, wind turbines pointing in one direction. If you're going to do this, you got to build a hundred pointing in the opposite direction somewhere else on the planet where you're going to screw up the rotation of the earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredible. And so how, how do you react to that? Do you just bust out laughing or does it
3: just, what do you do? Well, uh, uh, a little, a little chuckle is okay. Uh, it, it, Usually the board has seen these people before yeah. they know what they're dealing with These are often gadflies that are showing up at all of these hearings um, But be careful not to be insulting um, You might not want to address an issue like that that is so absurd directly Just uh, let it move on and that's usually what the board will do too. Yeah. Thanks for your input next
0: Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of nimbyism right not in my backyard So sometimes you're gonna hear uh, some funny things <laughs>
3: Sure. Uh, like the guy who said, you can't build this steakhouse in my neighborhood because you're going draw, draw, uh, uh, to uh, uh, make all the dogs go crazy.
0: Make <laughs> no, no, all the dogs go crazy because you're building a steakhouse. Well, Patrick, great stuff, great tips, uh, funny things you've heard. It's amazing. Thanks for joining us today happy to do it. Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us out there across the country, around the world, however you're watching or listening. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, And be sure and join us next week. We'll have another great show for you. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Excellent. Building data everywhere. Real Crowd. Crowdfunding with the professionals. Get Valuate. Online investment analysis. Build Out. Marketing for your brokerage. For more information on these great companies, visit CREshow.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and connect with us on your favorite social media.